his son. Verse 1, he said, Give a ear, O shepherd Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, and thou that dwellest between the cherubim, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. That's the only way we're going to be saved is if the Lord comes to save us. He said, turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved one more time. It's all of the Lord. If he doesn't come, there's no hope. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? Thou feedest them with bread of tears, and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou makest us a strife unto our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine. All and all we shall be saved. We uh, look at all that and kind of wonder, but that's pure grace. All that the Lord is doing is pure grace. And it comes from the mercy seat. What I kind of want to look at this morning about the God that dwelleth between the cherubim. We see our first sign of the cherubim is at the Garden of Eden. When Lord put man and woman out of the garden, he placed the cherubim there with a flaming sword to guard the way of tree of life. Then we see God sitting on the throne, reigning between the cherubim. It is absolute testimony to the power and the glory and the majesty of God that he'd be between the cherubim angelic creatures that are waiting to do him service. Always, always ready to serve the Lord. You're talking about sovereignty. This is pure sovereignty. This one that reigns. He called out 10,000 of him if he needed to carry out judgment and justice. And then also to guard the way of tree of life. Man, ever since then, he's been trying to figure out some way to get over the fence. He's come up with other ceremonies, all kind of religious activities to, to try to enter in, and yet the seraphims are there guarding. We see the same thing at the mercy seat. They're sitting on each end of it, and their wings reach all the way around and cover the whole thing. They've got more wings than just two. There are several wings that are covering their whole body. 
in their there gardens. Still gardens. They hadn't let us. They've been there all the time. Garden away to keep them from entering back in to the garden and partaking of the tree of life. In their state of sin. You understand, there is partaking of the tree of life, but not in land sin. Must be clean from it. The cherubim garden that in Psalms 99, then, we see some of the same thing. <coughs> Verse 1, again, the Lord reigneth. That's a true statement. That the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it's holy. The king's strength also loveth judgment. That's what he's reigning, is to bring judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests and Samuel among them that called upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies in the ordinance that he gave them. Thou answerest them, O Lord God, thou wast a God for that forgivest them. And thou tookest vengeance of their intentions. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Judgment. He keepeth judgment. Lord is always executing judgment. There's no forgiveness of sin outside of the propitiation of the one that was to give himself. He kept the law. You understand the law that was in the, in the ark, the ark of the covenant. It was in there and sealed up with the mercy seat. By the way, the mercy seat being a solid piece of gold, it's just two things in the temple that was solid gold. One of those candlesticks, the other was the mercy seat. One was light and one mercy. And it was sealed up. If man's been trying to get rid of that law, ever since too. Uh, 
sometime in my early years of church going, they began to try to teach that the law has been done away with. Not so. It's secured in the Ark of the Covenant under the mercy seat. It's sealed for the people of God. It's no longer in effect to them. They're not under the law, but they're under grace, which comes from the same mercy seat. He dwelleth between the cherubim. What grace and what glory. But the Lord is reigning to carry out judgment. Man not going to escape it. Over in the 89th Psalm then. <clears throat> Again, one, verse one, he says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall not, uh, shalt thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. In heavens shall praise thy wonders. O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who is in the heaven can be who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? Great and no other can compare to him at all. Great is his mercy. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is strong God like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee. There's none other. Drop down then to verse 14. Justice and judgment or the habitation, this is where he dwells, habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go, go before thy face. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. The joyful sound. What is the joyful sound? There's mercy with the Lord. He reigns between the cherubim. None can enter in at all 
except the Lord would allow it. And look back once again at that mercy seat being guarded, completely secured, the law being sealed for the people of God. You understand the mercy seat, that pure gold block was more than that. It was just representative of Christ himself. He is the mercy seat. No one comes unto the Lord but through him. The way is sealed up. They've been trying to figure out forever, somehow, somehow to get rid of the law of God and his righteousness and his holiness and find some other way. They've been they're still working on it. They haven't let up. They're, they're working on it harder now than ever before because they know the time is growing short. They must work on it. Try to appease God in some way other than the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That was the only way the blood that was sprinkled upon the mercy seat that was a covering for the law for the people of God. Law sealed up. Cherubim there guarding it. The law that was against you and I. The law that must be kept because of God, that's who he is, a God of justice and judgment and glory that's in that law. What, what faithfulness of the Lord that he would keep justice and judgment. We must do right, must be changed, do right. The mercy must glow forth by the candlestick, the other, the other solid gold piece that was in the tabernacle and then the, the uh, temple itself, the light. Light come into the world. Men love darkness rather than light, and they've been trying to change it ever since make some other light a joyful sound in the book of Ezekiel the first chapter <coughs> the book of Ezekiel is an amazing amazing book things that Ezekiel saw and recorded are amazing. You can't address it any other way hardly. It is amazing what he saw. And it came to pass in the thirteenth year, in the fourth month, and in the fifth day of the moon, of month, 
as was among the captives by the river of Chebar, that the heavens were open, and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the uh, fifth year of King Jeroboam, his captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest and the son of Buzai in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chebar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire unfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof is the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. What a sight. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance, and they had the likeness of a man. Drop on down to verse 23 then. And under the firmament were their wings straight. He just described the cherubim. They were, were straight one toward the other, and every one had two, which covered on this side, and on the one on one had two, which covered the other side, their bodies. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings like the noise of great waters as the voice as the voice of the almighty the voice of speech as the noise of a host where they stood they let down their wings and there was a voice from a firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let down their wings above the firmament was the, was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of the sapphire stone and upon the likeness of the stone was a likeness as the appearance of a man above it and I saw the color of amber as the appearance of the fire round about within it, and the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even downward, and I saw it as it were the appearance of the fire. It had brightness round about. He just saw that folding fire. Again, our Lord is a consuming but notice the wings were making a noise I think a joyful noise they were giving forth because it was a speech the speech of God Almighty who reigns between the cherubim they were making a joyful sound, I believe. The voice of speech is the noise of an host when they stood and let down their wings, still guarding. They don't ever let down their guard. We look in this book again, we'd see it 
that everywhere if the Lord thought it, they'd done it. Everywhere the Spirit moved, they moved. They went. They were always the helper of the Lord, the servant. Garden, the way of the tree of life. The only way to enter in is through the shed blood. Enter in through the mercy seat. And it would really be all the way to the law. The Lord is careful about his law. It must be kept. See, that's the basis of the whole thing, holiness. Holy, holy, holy is our Lord. And the commandment must be kept. And no other one could keep it but the Lord Jesus Christ. So he, then he was able to offer up a, a propitiation for you and I, a payment. We've been found guilty. And a punishment for sin was and is death. No way around. We must, we must have payment to offer up to a just and righteous God that reigns between the cherubim above everything else. It's a must. In the book of Leviticus, chapter <coughs> the question is do we hear and see the joy of the Lord sound of the wings of the cherubim which speaketh. In verse 8 in the 25th chapter of the book of Leviticus and it shall and thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee seven times seven years and the space of seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound. Did you hear the joyful noise? The sound on the seventh, on the tenth day of the seventh month and in the day of atonement. What a noise. A trumpet sounding. On the day of atonement that come by the Lord Jesus Christ, the mercy seat. Cause the trumpet 
of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month in the day of atonement shall ye make the trumpet to sound throughout all the land and ye shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof and it shall be a jubilee unto you and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family. What a joyful sound. New day. Year of Jubilee. All things made new. Everything, all the debts forgiven, and everything going back. What, what a picture. Our debt is forgiven. What a joyful sound, the tr sound of the jubilee, the trumpet blowing and declaring the year of the Lord. The one that reigns between the cherubim above the mercy seat, God the Father, mercy seat of the Son. And what protruded from them was the law, the judgment, and the justice. And that law must be satisfied by the actions of the mercy seat. In the book of Isaiah, then, the 52nd chapter, Isaiah 52 and verse 6. He begins this chapter with awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Therefore, my people, in verse 6, therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know it in the day that I am he that does speak. Behold, it is I. What a joyful sound the Lord speaks. How beautiful. How is he going to speak? Going to speak unto you and I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publishes peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publishes salvation, that said, under thine, thy God reigneth. Our God reigneth between the cherubim above the mercy seat. Thy watchmen shall lift up their voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye. You ever notice nowadays, I may have mentioned this before, you walk through a store somewhere or something, you meet a man and they hardly will look at you anymore. They won't hardly meet you eye to eye. But this is a different story here. Eye to eye. 
and they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy, sing together, ye waste places of Jerusalem. Now he's, he's kind of narrowed this down now. It's just this one people, this one people that have come to the mercy seat by the drawing of the Lord. For the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. That's really good, isn't it? He hath done it. It's not the day of coming. He hath done it. It's a done deal. It's finished. It is finished. The law which was against us is sealed up. Doesn't have any power over us who are free, who have liberty. God reigneth. Back in chapter 42, then. <clears throat> Verse 21, this one here. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness. For his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. How did he do that? He sent one that would keep it, every jot and tittle, not leaving anything out. He reigns between the cherubim. What mighty power. And the law for you and I is sealed up. No more power. It's been satisfied. Lord himself, which is the mercy seat, has given himself for his people. In the book of Revelation, the fifth chapter, one again and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals sealed up and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. I was thinking about the, the law, what, how 
how careful the Lord is to guard the law. We had an example of that, and I forget exactly where it's at. In, might have been in the book of Leviticus recorded. Some of the heathen tried to open the Ark of the Covenant. And the Lord killed some 7,000, I'm thinking, for trying to open that Ark. So he's quite serious about keeping it, keeping it sealed. They weren't able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open the book and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold a line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals. And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all earth and he came oh, something I might point out to you here I don't know if you've ever paid attention to it or not but he came as a lamb slain a lamb but he finishes up as a lion with great power is him that sits between the cherubim with all the power a line of the tribe of David and one of the elders said unto me weep not behold a line of the tribe of Judah the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof and they beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven heads and ten, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, harps, and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Now not only was the music playing, and they sung a new song, a joyful noise unto the Lord. Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. There was, for thou wast slain and hath redeemed us to God by the blood 
out of every kindred and every tongue and people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, made us to sit in heavenly places, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. We could go on. But I think we've made our point. This is the one that sits in all power between the cherubim, holy, just, always looking to the good of his people, interceding for us day by day with power, with great power. And they sang a new song. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb. So open the book. The Ark of the Covenant that helps the law is sealed up. Only one could open it. The Lord himself opened it up. He was so particular about it, he put the guard there to save it. That man couldn't enter in in his natural state. When he sinned in the garden, it became a natural state with him. And it passed on to every man. There's none that doeth good. Not one. No, not one. But the Lord, in the operation of the mercy seat, has chosen to save some. That would be Israel, maybe Jerusalem. It may be the city that they made. It may be the people that they made. But it's a righteous people of God whom the mercy seat has drawn near to him. You see, it's always a dry drawing. It, it isn't what you would desire or what you would do or what you would accept. It must be drawn, and the people of God are always drawn. And I, if I lift, be lifted up, will draw all unto me. He's talking about that all. He's talking about here's all that the Lord hath died for, whom the mercy seat has been a propitiation for, who has satisfied the law that sealed and kept that it would be carried on. Holy, 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 the one that sits in judgment upon the mercy seat. 